we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, I'm going to posit a question. Who is more vain, men or women? Now, a lot of you men are automatically going to jump and say women. But let's let's look through this. Okay, so what's the classic textbook definition of vanity? Per Webster's. Excessive pride or admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. I mean, we even have the vanity mirror, right? You can get that furniture of the chair with the mirror. So it's achievements or appearance, but I think typically when you ask people about vanity, they're going to tell you more about how somebody looks. So who is more vain? Well, let's look at stuff, okay, achievements. Who are more braggarts, men or women, in, in terms of accomplishments? Men, of course, I think that's hands down. Because men are defined by what they do. Right? There's that old saying, women are human beings, men are human doers. Our sexual market value is not contingent on how we look like women. It's contingent on what we do, what we do. I've talked about that Science of Sex Appeal documentary where they show women a picture of a very good-looking man Average man, ugly man, they rate him 1 to 10. So a good-looking man gets an 8, average guy is a 5, ugly guy is a 3. Then they tell him this is what they do for a living. So they gave the bouncer, they gave the good-looking man the job of a bouncer who makes 25000 a year. His 8 dropped to 3. So this is a good or bad thing. We've talked about this on the episodes of Sexual Market Value for Men. If you're ugly or unattractive, men, you can compensate this by having money, status, and tapping into a female's need for security and hypergamy. But if you're like Chad and Tyrone, and a lot of men want to be Chad and Tyrone, see, Chad and Tyrone are not successful, but they might be good looking, at least when they're younger, and this is why they get all the women. And they might have a lot of confidence, which is something that's lacking from three generations of pussified men. But when the looks fade, their chances are going to fade. So the really good looking bouncer, for example. So when it comes to accomplishments, men have to have more accomplishments to attract women. It's simple as that. Women are human beings. They can just be born with beauty, and every door is open to them. Every door is open to them. How many women are unqualified for a job, but they go and get interviewed by middle management men who just want to hire them just so they can have eye candy around or subconsciously they think they have a chance to bang them? These incel middle-aged men. Right? I mean, in the old days, the jobs were obvious. I mean, look at like flight attendants. Look at hospitality, hotel workers. You had to be good looking to get these jobs. You didn't have to be skilled. I mean, if you're skilled, that's great, but you just have to be good looking. Look at television actors, same thing. How many ugly, fat women do you see on television that are young? Not a lot. More now with the woke culture and the body positive movement, but not a lot. If Friends, the TV show, is made up of six or three unattractive fat women, no one would watch it because we all are attracted looking at people of beauty. And, of course, Hollywood knows this. So women don't have to work for their SMB. 
But the bad thing, of course, is they lose it very fast. So bragging about accomplishments more, that's going to be men. That's good. This is the way we're wired. Right? Okay. So what about the other things, though? Appearance. Hands down, this is women. Hands down. All you need to do is look at a department store. Most of the stuff sold there is for women or for women to buy for the house or for the kids. Look at a mall, that antiquated thing that nobody goes to anymore. It's all toward women. Shoes, clothes, soaps. Why? Well, the nice correlator to that, of course, is 65% of consumer debt is women who own debt. Because women are malleable. I think on one level, women have more pressure than men to look good. But also, advertisers know, social scientists know, women are easy to manipulate. Unfortunately, they are. And I'm not talking from a pickup artist perspective. I'm saying just, it's easy to manipulate women. And this was the argument that is now deemed sexist. But this was the argument of men throughout history that disenfranchised women or didn't give women the right to vote. Because they, for whatever reason, positive or negative, viewed women as being easily swayed. This is why we used to mate guarding. You still see mate guarding in the Muslim culture and we don't see it in the West anymore because they know, men knew, right drink, right guy, right time, right man, all women are seducible. Women are just easier to manipulate. And one of the ways advertisers do it is through their vanity. Buy this perfume, you'll look like Gigi Hadid. Buy this dress, you'll look like Kendall Jenner. When nobody looks like these people. But women fall for it. I mean, there's a lot of commercials that do this. Look at antidepressant commercials. Are you sad? Take this pill. And then what? What do you see? The good-looking husband, the good-looking kids, and now she's got a job. So advertising is insidious. It's absolutely insidious. But advertisers manipulate women much more than men. That's not to say they don't manipulate men. Look at beer commercials. If you drink this beer, you're going to get the hot wife even though you're schlubby. But everybody knows it's women. Makeup, hair, clothes. And I get it. Look, women are judged by their beauty, but it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because you don't have to be qualified to get jobs. So that's the pro of it. But the con is you're judged by it. So as long as you can be maintain your attractiveness, people are going to look at you. But we know the invisible years are coming, age 40 to 80, where no man is going to be really looking at you. So hopefully you parlayed those early years, finding a good man, getting a good degree, having your kids in your 20s, and then later you can work if that's what you want to do instead of falling for the radical feminist lie of just having so many indiscriminate partners and partying and getting drunk all through your 20s and 30s riding the you-know-what carousel, assuming your fertility is always going to be there, you're always going to find a good man at the end, and then you don't. So vanity, it's tough. It's tough for women, but at the same time, I don't feel I don't feel bad for them. I mean, like if you know women, like there's some women that take 45 minutes to get ready every day. How excruciating is that for the man? Men are we're just such pragmatists. Just throw on some clothes, put on some makeup in the car, and you're good. And some women, God bless them, are like that. Low maintenance when it comes to to getting ready. Men adore these women. They do, but a lot of women. Look, and I get it. If you're ugly, no amount of makeup is going to make you look better. Like lipstick on a pig. It ain't going to help. But for you, just regular attractive women or regular women, 30, 45 minutes is a colossal waste of time. And also it suggests that you're severely vain. That all your worth is 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 on that. Now, can men be vain? Sure. 
we used to call those the metrosexuals. They're always spending time on their hair, combing their hair, well coiffed, well dappered. I think you see most, mostly this in, in gyms. Where in gyms, it's mostly men that are, that are there, not women. And then you see the men, especially younger men, who are just lifting and lifting and lifting and lifting. They have the manorexia, bigorexia as they call it. And uh, not doing any cardio and they're just getting bigger, but they're not working on their gut. And so they're just getting really big and always looking in the mirror and always flexing. So certainly men have that vanity. Absolutely. But as a whole, when it comes to looks, it's women because men and women are just different. Our SMVs are different. Our brains are wired differently. So you will find outliers of male vanity when it comes to looks. But as a whole, men are not nearly as vain as women. And so... This is something that you have to work on because I, you know, like I've said before, it's like, why is that that nobody goes to church, but everybody's at the gym? If you, if you want to take pride in your looks and you should, first Corinthians talks about treating your body as a temple. Ephesians talks about that as well. You should treat your body like a temple because you're its steward, but it has to be balanced. It has to be balanced with working on your spiritual life. Spiritual life will ground you from being vain because how many cautionary tales are there in the Bible and even in Greek mythology? like with the story of Cassiopeia and Andromeda, of vanity. Your body's fleeting. You should be preparing for the afterlife, which is eternal. Everybody's body's going to decay. So if you want to work out an hour or two a day, that's fine. That's part of almost your, your duty as a human. As your, your body was a gift from God. Your duty is to try to keep it in shape for your, for your partner, for your lover, but also for God, because you're a steward of your body. But if he gets carried away, and all you're doing is looking in the mirror and getting manis and petties and buying all these expensive clothes. That's a problem. It's not balanced. Also, when it comes to accumulation of goods, we know as a whole, men tend to be pretty frugal. Men don't need to live in the big house or have the new car. But what happens? You see the generalization. A man marries a woman as soon as they get married because women typically marry men who make more than them because they want to tap into that, that security, tap into that provisioning. And they're not writing the checks. That's where we get the pejorative term, you're a human ATM machine. But more often than not, a woman marries a man, then she starts pressuring man. Let's get a new house. We need a bigger house. We need a newer car. And the guy's like, no, we don't. We're fine. And then what does the woman do? Get mad, shit test, raging to get what she wants, withhold sex. I'm not saying all women do this, but this is a common phenomenon that when, when people get married, and look, I'm not saying, you the guy could already have a three-bedroom house, four-bedroom house. So it's not like they need a new house for, the, for the, the kids. They have space for the kids. I mean, look at houses that were built in the 1940s. Very small. And they had more kids back then. And now the houses are gigantic and there's less kids in them because we contraception or board ourselves out of extinction, especially the West, white people. So most men are pretty good with their money and they don't fall for the lies of, oh, you need the newer car, the newer house, the nicer clothes, blah, blah, blah. Women fall for that more. I mean, real estate agents know this. How do you get them to buy the house? Convince the woman. Because the woman will convince the man. So vanity is a major problem for both sexes. And it's one of the deadly sins. And it's it's there for a reason. It's a deadly sin for a reason. It's toxic. It can destroy you. And it's very myopic. It's very short-sighted. So in closing, I would say women are definitely more vain. But men are not impervious to it. They're not inoculated against it. And it's something that men need to be watching all the time. And women too. And just remember, your body's going to decompose and wither. So if you're one of these dudes who his whole life is obsessed on his car or his tools or being all roided up, 
What's the point if you're not balancing that out with your faith, prayer life, charity, acts of mercy? So get that balance. And women, what have I said before? Men don't like women who wear a lot of makeup. Men will tell you, little makeup. So I don't even know why you're putting on makeup. You can try to slow down aging. I kind of get that. But just be who you are. And understand that vanity is from the devil. Both men and women need to understand it's from the devil. To take your focus away from Christ and put it on the here and now, on the ephemeral. So don't fall for his lie. You're smarter than that. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you five seconds, especially if you have an Apple product. You'll notice there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal and one's for Naturopathic Earth, the website. PayPal, just donate some money to help defray the cost of hosting this on a server. And Naturopathic Earth, you can click on that. Go check out all the podcast episodes from all three feeds. Go check out all the articles I have there and recipes. You'll notice on the homepage, there's a picture of my two books. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Buy my book if you like. Or from there, anything that you buy within 24 hours by going through my link and clicking on it, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. And lastly, please subscribe right now and post an honest review for the awakened man, for the female holistic health apothecary, and for confessions of an obese child. By you subscribing and posting a review, but just even subscribing if you don't want to post a review, it just gets the algorithm out there so more people get this message you can help me Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.